0: Welcome to the All Saints Community Church Weekly Sermon Podcast. We are a community of worship and formation on Mission with Jesus. We are committed to being rooted in the scriptures and the historic Christian faith and to kingdom life in the power of the Holy Spirit. As you listen, may you be encouraged and empowered to know the Lord Jesus and make Him known. For more information on who we are, visit allsaintsokc.org or follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at ASCCOKC. So we're going to be in Nehemiah. Nehemiah is really special to me because in the 90s when I was 19 years old, the age of our young adults and high school kiddos, the Lord got a hold of me radically. And I I can't explain except for it was just his kindness. And he was drawing me to himself. And I was spending hours in the chapel out here with the Lord. And he opened up to me the book of Nehemiah. Such a strange book, I think, to to speak to the soul. And I wrote down... um, a lot, some of the insights that he gave me when I was a kid, and recently that book has come up again into my heart, and so I've been asking the Lord for an opportunity to share. So last week I did some leadership training, and I spoke and uh, and shared from this passage. We're going to do it again this morning, but a little different. First thing we're going to do is, if we can get Nehemiah 4 up here. Before we read it, I want to give you a little bit of back story to this passage. So Nehemiah is a cupbearer to the king, and he loves Jerusalem. And he wants to go check on the condition of the walls of Jerusalem. And he gets there, and the walls and the gates are in rubble. This is why walls, uh, why it matters that it broke Nehemiah's heart that the walls and the gates were in rubble. Walls and gates, they represent what can go in and out of the city. So when our gates and walls are in rubble, we are vulnerable to the enemy. And he comes in and out willy-nilly. And that's not just bad for me when your part of the wall is down. It's bad for us because my vulnerabilities are your vulnerabilities because we are the body of God. We're, we're his people together, and there's a corporate nature. So when, when, they see, when he sees that the walls are down, he recognizes it's really, really bad. So before we even read this, as I'm sitting here and I'm asking the Lord... What is, what is a key way for us to protect our walls and our gates? And immediately, repentance and confession. And keeping repentance and confession as an ongoing part of our spiritual disciplines with the Lord. And not just when the big, when the big thing comes to the surface. I mean, it it needs to be a part of our intimacy with the Lord on a regular basis, because that is a key gate. So I'm actually going to lead us right now in a time of repentance, but in the way we do it in the kid's wing. So it demystifies it. You can do this every day. You can do this in your car while while you're driving into work. So, in the kids' wing, we do all spiritual disciplines with the anacronym ISLA. This is so risky. Rock. What does the I stand for? Oh, man! But if nothing else, it makes it fun. Invite. Oh, okay, what do we got? What's the I? And What's the S? Yep, show me. What's the L? Listen, and what's the A? Action. I-S-L-A. We're going to invite the Lord to be with us. We're going to ask him to show us something that he wants us to turn from. We're going to listen, give him a second to influence our minds, and then we're just going to give it to him, ask for his help to turn away from it. Okay? This way of doing repentance, it just keeps it, you can, you can do it all the time, and the littles can do it too. So if, you, if everybody would close their eyes, Lord, would you be with me? Now if you would all pray, Lord, show me what it is my heart or life that you would like me to turn away from. Now, as something comes to mind, if you're willing, I would like you To say to the Lord, I'm sorry, I give this to you, help me to turn away from it, and fill that place with your spirit. Fill that place with your spirit, in Jesus' name, amen. So, repentance is a very easy, not, actually, it's not an easy way, but it's, it should be a consistent way, one of the ways that we are helping care for our own gates and what we are letting in and what we are really letting into the body of Christ if we do let it in. Amen? Okay, so we're going to read Nehemiah 4. When Sambalot heard that we were rebuilding the wall, he became angry and greatly incensed. He ridiculed the Jews, and in the presence of his associates in the army of Samaria, he said, What are those feeble Jews doing? Will they restore their wall? Will they offer sacrifices? Will they finish in a day? Can they bring the stones back to life from the heaps of rubble, burned as they are, Tobiah an Ammonite, who was at his side, said, What they are building, even a fox climbing up on it, would break down their wall of stones. Hear us, our God, we are despised. Turn their insults back on their own heads. Give them over. As plunder in a land of captivity, do not cover up their guilt or blot out their sins from their sight. For they have thrown insults in the face of builders so we rebuilt the wall till all of it reached half its height, for the people worked with all their heart. But when Sambalat, Tobiah, the Arabs, the Ammonites, and the people of Ashdod heard that the repairs to Jerusalem's wall had gone ahead and that the gaps were being closed, they were very angry. They all plotted together to come and fight against Jerusalem and stir up trouble against it. But we prayed to our God, and posted a guard day and night to meet his threats. Meanwhile, the people in Judah said, the strength of the laborers is giving out and there is so much rubble that we cannot rebuild the wall. Also, our enemies said, before they know it or see us, we will be right there among them and will kill them and put an end to the work. And then the Jews who lived near came and told us 10 times over, wherever you turn... Don't let me lose you. You guys keep following. Therefore, I stationed. Some, they will attack us. Therefore, I stationed some people behind the lowest points of the wall, at the exposed places, posting them by families with their swords, spears, and bows. And after I looked things over, I stood up and said to the nobles, the officials, and the rest of the people, "Do not be afraid of them." Remember the Lord who is great and awesome and fight for your families, your sons and your daughters and your wives and your homes. And I want to stop right here. If you've remembered nothing else from what I say today, this, remember the Lord who is great and awesome. When our enemies heard that we were aware of their plot and that God had frustrated it, we all returned to the wall, each to our own work. From that day on, half of my men did the work. While the other half were equipped with spears, shields, bows, and armor, the officers posted themselves behind all the people of Judah who were building the wall. Those who carried materials did their work with one hand and held a weapon in the other. And each of the builders wore his sword at his side as he worked. But the man who sounded the trumpet stayed with me. Then I said to the nobles, the officials, and the rest of the people, the work is extensive and spread out, and we are widely separated from each other along the wall. Wherever you hear the sound of the trumpet, join us there. Our God will fight for us. So, there's a few things I want you to see as we look at the process of them rebuilding the wall. But one of the things I really want you to see is the activity of the enemy and the response of God's people. I also want you to notice that the voice of the enemy at the beginning is predominant. And then you'll see the actions of the people, and then the voice of the enemy. And then the actions of the people, the voice, or the actions of the enemy, the actions of the people, and then the enemy is no more. He starts pretty robust. Let's look at verse, at the beginning of it and we'll, what the voice of the enemy sounds like. Now, this is why I think this is important to us. God is, it's kind of fun right now to be at All Saints Community Church. The Holy Spirit. And I do want to say this. At all seasons, I've been here since 91. I love this church. At every seasons, I have experienced God's goodness, uh, community, worship, and the word has always been spoken from the pulpit. Always, no matter who was preaching. It's a dear place. And we've always been um, fighting for... Freedom and things of the Holy Spirit. And and it's been a good battle for us. And right now we have some freedom and it's fun and we're seeing some fruit of the Holy Spirit. We're seeing our kids confess their sins. We're seeing repentance uh, among all the generations. We're seeing people get healed uh, on a regular basis. We're, we're seeing deliverance where people are getting free of things that they've been in bondage for decades. We're, we're seeing people go through sozo and inner healing and get prayer. Like, we're just signed up for it. Like, it's, it's just part of our culture. Let's just get freedom. Well, that is a work of the Spirit. That does not happen except for the Lord's goodness and kindness to us to fight for, uh, to, to have humility to go get help for our things. Right? And He's giving us freedom in worship, people are getting free in worship, uh, it's happening, people are coming forward for prayer, it's happening in counseling, it's happening in inner healing, it's, it's happening in our homes, it's happening in our community groups. Our, our kids are setting up extra worship nights. What on earth? They, they, they had a worship night last night that was impromptu. That only happens except for God is kind. And God is good. And and I want to tell you that when you have seasons that you don't feel it, fight to stay on your knees. Fight to worship even when your heart doesn't feel it. Because we are we are his people and we are called to remember him and he is everything. And it's really fun when he lets us, when it's when the fruit's just falling off the trees all willy-nilly right thank you lord thank you lord but let me tell you the enemy is not happy he is not happy and so here's one of the tricks of the enemy is the voice of ridicule let's look at verse i'm going to look at it exactly now when sambalot heard we were building the wall he was angry and greatly enraged and he mocked the jews He said in the presence of his associates, what are these feeble Jews doing? Will they restore things? Will they sacrifice? Will they finish it in a day? Do you see? Okay, so what we have here, the voice of the enemy that is ridiculing us, ridiculing God's people, accusation of insufficiency. He's even saying that your timing is poor. He's saying that they're incompetent and that they have useless value. Those are some pretty strong words. What I want to say to you, if you're hearing the voice of the enemy say to you that, you, that um, the timing is off, that you are insufficient, and I will say you are insuff- insufficient except for the Lord, and you have the Lord, therefore because of his spirit in you, you have all you need for what he's called you for. We are not insufficient for what the Lord has called us for. So if you start to hear the voice either attacking and accusing you or attacking or accusing one of our brothers and sisters in Christ, if, if, our, if the, eye, the eye can turn critical to yourself or the eye can turn critical towards each other, that's not God. That's not discernment, that's the enemy. Doing this. And what is the remedy? Hear O our God. That is what the first thing that they did was they turned their hearts to the Lord. That is the first thing. And then it says, and then they went to rebuild the wall and then work. Don't get it backwards. We're not doing God's kingdom and doing his good stuff and then remembering the Lord. We are remembering the Lord first and doing the work of the kingdom. So that is the answer. If you start to hear a voice that says you're not called to do this, you're not enough, it's insufficient, the timing is wrong, Right? just say, God. And you can even say, that's not God's voice. That is not God's voice. God, what is your voice? God's voice is that God is sufficient to do the things that he's called you to. I want to... I am so not qualified, and I, and I am, if you guys only knew, I am so insufficient to be standing here. Accept God. Accept God. What he has called you to, he is enough for. So that's the, the first attack, ridicule from the enemy. You see that in verses 1 through 3, 4 through 6, pray, begin to work. Then let's look at verse 7 through 10. Particularly uh, 7b, they were very angry, the same enemies. And they plotted together to come and fight against Jerusalem and cause confusion on it. So here's the, here's the two plots of the enemy on 7 through 10. The, the first one is confusion. And then the second one is you start to notice they, God's people, start to, start to say things like, there is too much. We are unable to work on this wall. So that's what I want. So in that particular part, what I want you to see is that when the Lord starts to say, it's too much, it's not too much for him. Not only is it not too much for in you, but it's also not too much uh, to complete the thing that he has called you to. Seven through ten. Enemy plot to confuse you, to focus on that you're weary, and focus on that it's too much. Some of you here, you're weary from, being, uh, from doing God's work in the kingdom. It's real. You need to have a rhythm of rest. God is not saying here, don't have a rhythm of rest. You need a rhythm of rest. God's design is a rhythm of rest. I think you need a micro rhythm of rest and a macro rhythm of rest. Meaning, you need at least one day of week where you're with the Lord and you're not actually working. And then you need a macro. I think you and your family or as you as an individual, you singles you need to have a regular vacation. I think you need to have a small vacation, like a week, a long weekend, quarterly, and once a year, you need to a week at least with your family and your peeps. Have a micro rhythm of rest and a macro rhythm of rest. The Lord's not saying in this, don't rest, but the enemy will say, not only are you insufficient, but you're tired. And you might be tired. And I say, get rest with the Lord. 7 through 10. Enemy plot of the enemy for confusion and focus that it's too much. It feels like, but I want you to see verse 14. What is the, what is the remedy for this? Do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord, who is great and awesome and fights for your kin, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your home. It is the Lord who can fight for us. So, man, I have to fight for this. Sometimes I I think I'm too busy to spend time with the Lord. I don't mean that in an arrogant way. I'm just talking, you know, when you're a parent or, or... Just life, it's a lot sometimes, right? So I get up, I get ready, and I hit the snooze 17, 18 times to decide whether I'm gonna wear a baseball hat that day or actually shower, how much dry shampoo do I have, right? Like for real, and then you go and do your work, and then you come home and you're tired and your brain is off. Seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added to you. I sometimes treat God like a thief, and I think he's stealing my time of relaxation. But really, he's saying, come to me, be with me, and out of that place, he gives us what we need to be a part of his kingdom effectively. So I want to encourage you, if that's a struggle for you too, and it's a struggle for me. And here I'm always fighting for congruence you guys like I'm like I I know when I haven't been spending enough time with the Lord and I don't want to spend time with the Lord to check it off my box as a to-do right although I'm 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 about discipline discipline sometimes gets us through but being with the Lord because our lives and being a part of the body of Christ and being in kingdom together depend on the power of our great and mighty Lord. And so we need to fight to have time with him. Even if it's, you know, put the word on your phone and listen to it and sit with him and rest with him. You don't just need me to do, I don't just need me to do that. We need us to do that. Because we are part of the body of Christ. And your rest and you seeking God first matters to our wall. And me having rest and seeking God first matters to our wall. And the more that we can remember the great and mighty work of our Lord. Really, the enemy does eventually start to fade away. You see it in the passage. That doesn't mean he won't come back and try. But we need to be doing that. Let's see how much time do I got. I got five minutes. One of the neat things we're going to do, we're going to have communion to together today. And I'm really excited to get to do that because I have a lot of my family here. It's my 50th birthday tomorrow. Um, and uh, so some of my family came, and so for the, they didn't know I was gonna get, they were going to get to hear me preach today, and neither did I. And um, so it's really exciting for me to get to take communion with a lot of my family. But because of that, I'm going to hustle for these next points. Man, I need bifocals. I'm at the age I need bifocals. I have to keep doing this, right? So, let's go to verse 15. When our enemies heard that their plot was known to us and that God was frustrated by it, We all returned to the wall, each to his work. From that day on, half of my servants worked on construction, half held their spears, then moved to 17. No, let's stay there. And the body armor and the leaders posted themselves behind the whole house of Judah who were building the wall. The burden bearers carried their loads in such a way that each, each labored on the work with one hand and with the other held its weapon. Here I want to say one of the things that's really important as we do kingdom work together is is the, I see this as a picture of intercession, right? So they're working, and they're being diligent to work, but they're also, they've got the sword in hand as if to fight for one, one another. We do have intercessors in this church. If you guys don't know it, Uh, in the morning before church for the past two decades, we have people that come to church to pray for us, to pray for us, the body. And the value that they are to this body is so huge. And the truth is we're all called to a level of intercession for one another. So you need to have your peeps your peeps that you can call when when you're when you're low, uh, when you need uh, intercession, when you have vulnerabilities that you know of, you need to have people that you can reach out to that says, "Will you pray for me?" And that's part of community. That's that's part of the body of Christ. You need to have people, and not and not all. We don't all have to be all each other's people, right? <laughs> but i i can I can call or text Ronnie and Constance, lad, at any time, and say, Will you pray for me? Intercession matters, and some of you are called to intercession in ways that 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 is a part of your job in the kingdom of God, and it is so invaluable. it is just it's like, it's gold because those are the people who know it's the work of the Lord and they're remembering the Lord constantly and they're remembering the Lord constantly for our, on our behalf. So, I, I, like, so my dad does that. He's older, he's in his 80s and now he dedicates his life He dedicates his life to praying, sometimes hours a day, for his children, his grandchildren, this church, um, whoever the Lord leads him to. And some of you are called to be intercessors, but I want you to hear, if you're not called to be an intercessor, you're still called to be a part of the body of Christ where we work and pray for each other. So be be somebody for somebody and have somebody for yourself. And then have the, the kind of humility that can contact that person and say, please pray. When your marriage is in trouble, and hopefully way before it gets in trouble, pray for us. When you're parenting and you're struggling with a particular kiddo, Keisha Fritsch is my person. Pray for me, Keish. I'm having a very bad parenting moment. I need the Lord's help. I need the Lord's help. We need the Lord's help. I'm going to stop right there because we need to take, have time for communion. But I want to encourage you guys. We're in a fun season with the Lord. Don't listen to the voice of the enemy. Not for yourself, not for our brothers and sisters. And remember the Lord. Take care of your low and vulnerable places, and you need to do that on a regular basis. I'm going to say I've gotten counseling. I've gotten inner healing. I've gotten sozos. I go forward for prayer. I've been delivered. And you know what? There's still more. There's still more. So keep repentance Keep repentance in the front of your heart so the Lord can reveal to you your vulnerable places because I need you to take care of your places and you need me to take care of mine. Dear Heavenly Father, I do ask that you would cause us to remember you always, that you would protect us from the enemy and I rebuke the voice of the enemy And I declare that you are enough, that you are sufficient, that you are great. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.